<laughs> yeah, just throw the headphones, throw the headphones on. Good to go. Yep. For the first time in UIG history. That sounded amazing in my headphones. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. <laughs> Should have a future in voiceover work, you, huh? Yeah, something. Just switch careers. Sheesh. That's someday, insane. someday. That'd be sick. We will make some sort of content that we like. We need do ADR. Voiceover on. It's just a matter of time until all of our dumb cartoons are made. Oh, yeah. Because we'll have the resources to chase our dumb ideas. For sure. guys can't see but nate has poison ivy on his leg and it looks way more gnarly now that it's in the light <laughs> and i can actually see it it's not great not a good time i thought i almost had poison ivy from the wedding that i just shot because their van on that piece of property was like surrounded by weeds and mm. we, i like just waltzed into there for a shot of them like next to the van out of the poison ivy and he was like oh yeah like that's you're like standing in like a field of poison ivy right now i was like tight so <laughs> but i haven't gotten poison ivy yet on my ankles typically so it takes i know it a takes week a week or while. two right well Which it makes me takes like six hours to like three days for it to set in so this definitely was from brewer sure playing disc golf for sure i was like i thought it took like a week or two no, it's a it's a little quicker. It takes time, but it's not like a week or two. Yeah, this is definitely from Brewer because I was traipsing in there. Did you wear shorts? Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. it was when it was heat waving. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was definitely wearing you shorts. You were for sure wearing shorts. Yeah. But you know You gotta do you gotta get your you gotta discs, deal with man. it. So I'm airing out this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's like people don't know what our legs look like because we only wear black jeans every day. People very, people definitely don't know what my legs look like because I just refuse to wear shorts. I know what your legs look but like. You do <laughs> because you're you're a person that's somewhat close to me. Person so. of interest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> person of interest. You're you're one of my pinned conversations in my phone. So it's a good way to put it. <laughs> so are you? Amen. My little purple. Me emoji it goes guy. Jesus, others, and then you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sick. Uh, not even funny, dude. It really goes Amanda, you, minimal. Jesus. Jesus is just like he's not even he's not even pinned on my texts because I don't have to open my phones to get with Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. my phones. That'll preach. Phone. That'll play. Amen, brother. <laughs> That'll preach. So we don't have a guest this morning. Nope. <laughs> and uh, just two goons with some microphones and some cameras. Vintage UIG. Yeah. Throwback. Go listen to Planty. <laughs> oh my goodness. You have it. That's that's our second most played episode is Planty. Yeah, next because to... people checked our podcast and they were like, nope, I'm going to leave. <laughs> it still gets plays though. That's like, true. Out of all of them, it's second in the 
it's like Kirk's episode, Planty, and then I think it's Kyle's episode in terms of how many overall like plays. Yeah. And because Kirk's and Kyle's were way after the first episode. You know? Well, I feel like somebody who would want to come check out the show would be like, let me check out their first. Is that our first episode? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Zero zero one. So, yeah, I mean, it's like watching a pilot of a new show or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. And maybe if you guys are listening and want to interact with us, um, we we should drop a poll. I'm curious how many of you guys started at the beginning and and worked your way up to this point. Or how many many views. Yeah. Sense. Yeah, exactly. We can do, uh, if you're on Spotify... We'll do a Spotify freaking poll. interact with us. Dang it. Do our, do our Spotify polls. There's always a question of like, what did you think about this episode? And we get nothing zero replies. Nothing. It's just crickets. So all you people on Spotify, Aaron, I know you're listening. Shape up. Aaron, <laughs> come through for us right now. We need interaction. <laughs> we need boost. <laughs> you said boost. And I immediately thought of Rocket League. I did too. I did too. Because that's a quick chat. Is I need boost exclamation point. <laughs> I forgot that tangent. I forgot that in Rocket League, there's like a very elaborate subtext for quick, quick chats. chats. Dude, it is gnarly. Like if your teammate like bricks an open net and you just quick chat, wow, <laughs> exclamation point. Or they like miss a save or something. It's so sarcastic. And it's also extremely toxic because yeah. like you get the people that score on you and you're like just minding your own business. And then it's like three, like what a save, what a save, <laughs> what a save, like right in a row. And you're like, and then and it's then always the, the three, isn't it? It's always <laughs> three because that and it maxes you out and then you can't quick chat for like four seconds. They're probably just going, they're just waiting. And sometimes you can tell because it'll just come up in like a rhythm. Um, but then it's really fun when you have toxic people like that and you just like crush them. Like they come out, they like score one goal and you, they say what a save. And then you're like sweaty. You're like, (laughs) (laughs) you, I'll show you. Rocket league is very fun. Wasted too much time (laughs) playing rocket. League. But yeah, we're, um, it's been a busy season lately as, as you all know, I mean, it's kind of, for those of you who maybe aren't watching real time, it's start of June right now. And um, yeah, that May, June season just gets super busy with all of the, you know, like engagements and weddings and, you know, with our age group and <clears throat> it was the parties. And- for me, it was the, like it started, started March because March was Florida. Mm-hmm. And then had another shoot a couple weeks after that for and traveled and then. It's just been go, go, go. And the mix of, like, it's a good problem to have. We, yeah. We talk about that yeah. a lot. Like, it is a good problem. But it can definitely get very overwhelming, especially when other miscellaneous things that aren't work-related come up, like car stuff or family yeah. stuff or whatever. And then yeah. you're juggling that. Every weekend, the day that you had were typically had off from work, you're doing yeah. stuff all day and stressed yeah. about other things. But yeah. tis life, my friend. It is. It's adulting. And yeah. It can be a lot. I'm actually rereading Hurry. Good. Ruthless Elimination of Hurry Did right you now. buy another copy? I bought it on Apple Books, and I fired up my iPad 2 and am reading it on my iPad. How's that experience? Dude, it's actually kind of tranquil because 
I don't, I just keep it in airplane mode because I'm afraid that if I connect it to Wi-Fi and try to sync my iMessages, it's just going to like explode. <laughs> uh, but it's kind of, wait, do you, do you transfer data like through like a lightning cable from your computer or how do you get the book on there? Well, I did, I did download it. I just didn't log into like my, oh, gotcha. my okay. iMessages and stuff and like email and like all that. Cause sure. it's slow. Like it is not the fastest machine as it once was i don't want to be too casual <laughs> this i probably do this every episode anyways but i do this every episode yeah <laughs> so whatever it's fine it's whatever but it's it's kind of a neat experience to kind of be like not have any notifications come up and i have like zero apps on there and just read i just book. got an image of you like you know like a stock photo of like backlit face someone reading in bed yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like cole like laying on his stomach on the end of his bed like smiling and like touching his ipad <laughs> it's like there's like a book light for the ipad <laughs> but yeah it's it's you, been good it's so you do so you like reading uh, like i mean you probably I'm, prefer a book i you? absolutely still prefer a book this yeah. was like i was too lazy to order it on amazon well i have your copy you have my copy <laughs> i was too lazy to order another one because I do like to mark it up, but I can still highlight in iBooks. Um, but it's also kind of night, like I have it set up. It almost looks like a Kindle. It's like gray, yeah. gray and white. Yeah. And so it's kind of, it is cool, but I would much prefer like a tactile yeah. thing. But the fact that it's completely disconnected from like iMessage and all notifications makes it more akin to a book than if I was to just read it on my phone. Um, so it's working. It's it's definitely good to like go back through that again and to be like challenged and convicted of like life is so dang fast. Yeah. And then just having conviction over slowing down. Like I told you, like I went on a walk last night and just yeah. like I, I'm like, I need to do that more. Like getting out, like being so busy that my disciplines have my spiritual disciplines as well as just my normal disciplines have all wavered and have like. Some have just gone by the wayside and being convicted of, I want to get back to that place. And I think part of it was a heart posture of just doing it to check a box and legalistic and not actually connecting. Mm. But that's also why discipline is so important is because to still do that, even when you don't feel something is important. However, I do think, you know, you Mm. can definitely swing the pendulum to the to the point of I'm just it's just all doing it for you know but well yeah like the temptation when you are busy and exhausted is to because intentional time with the Lord is work yeah. as much as it's restful <laughs> that's it's, exactly what convicted me a lot in elimination of hurry is he talks about of like actually doing rest well requires effort and mm-hmm. it's not just like completely hands off right. and check out which right. it's like that mental energy again. And I think that's why in this season for me, it's tough to do that because I'm already drained from the projects and working on stuff that it's like to take more mental energy to put towards what is going to be the most restful and trying to figure that out and then overthinking it. Like, yeah. For me, I think like bite-sized chunks as we always yeah, preach, like you might not have a capacity right now that you wouldn't like, a winter season where things are slower to like dig deep into something and really, right. Especially if you're getting back into it. Like that's how I feel is like, um, 
what's worked well for me lately as I've tried to kind of get back into like my quiet time and um, scripture is just leaving my Bible open Mm -hmm. on my dining room table. Mm -hmm. And basically every time I sit down to like have a snack or like eat breakfast or, you know, walk by and see it open, I'll like be convicted to read it. Mm -hmm. You know? And, and so like, for you OCD people who don't like having stuff left out. I mean, having a Bible open on your table is kind of a vibe anyways. Well, it absolutely is. And I, I have done that with my desk. It's always like, I don't have, because I'm at home right now and like to take over. Yeah. Like I would absolutely, I will do that when I have a space because I can dedicate like a part, but like I have no actual Mm -hmm. space to do that. And usually what I do is I go out on the porch in the morning and Mm -hmm. like make coffee and oatmeal and read and that is a vibe yeah but i have done that before even on my desk where i'm more tempted to just pick it up and go like to the table and read but yeah yeah no that's super good because the time that i would have spent frankly like on my phone probably to eat my cereal and be on my phone Mm -hmm. and like or you know i took email off my phone so i haven't been on my emails but even just on my texts or something stupid that's a distraction it's not rest it's a distraction absolutely right? like you get sure. home and you just want to be distracted yeah. i don't want to think about my problems i don't want to think about it's escape yeah, yeah escapism but again all things in context but right as a as a lifestyle that's definitely a struggle but anyways i've just had psalms open and just like mm-hmm. just read one or two psalms or i'll read one and i'll read it like three times yeah because psalms like, are bite-sized yeah as it's it is. so and and it's like just it's not like it's a deep dive study into like the theology of this passage or anything right. like that but it's just a little bit of a walk it's this... nutrients yeah that so... that was something that i thought about the other day of like sitting with the phrase of like walking by faith mm-hmm. and it's not running like being able to like feeling like I have to run and like do all of these things. And that's mm-hmm. more so where Perform. like, yeah. And that's, that's more so where like the ruthless elimination hurry is written from of like this idea of like having a lot to do isn't bad. It's when you have a lot to do and the only way to get it all done is to speed everything up, like speed the tasks up themselves to like get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, But I was thinking about that phrase of, just like walking with the Lord. And that's what kind of prompted me to like, just go on a walk. Cause I know that I mm. connect so much with the Lord through that and to just let my mind wander and let, let the Lord like bring things to mind. Um, but the, the freedom almost it to, uh, yeah. Call it a walk and like be okay with this is a walk. It's not a run. It's not a sprint. It's like, it's a marathon. Uh, and that's maybe another separate analogy, but like walking by faith and like actually leaning on God and like almost like spiritually feel like you're like leaning back physically into yeah. like what God is bringing you through, preparing you for, prompting you, convicting you, uh, providing for you. Uh, just recent thoughts yeah a while back i was having a hard time falling asleep years ago and i read somewhere 
like a technique. I can't even give credit. I have no idea who said this or whatever, but where, um, you know how like sometimes they say to like relax individually every muscle mm-hmm. and you know you start at your toes and yeah. Then, yeah it's like a med- yoga meditation mm-hmm. technique or something i don't know yeah um but to have but to do that in a sense like a spiritual sense hmm. of like a a tense something and then like like relax and and like Release lean it. yeah in yeah. a way that you would lean and, and trust your bed you do the same thing spiritually with like oh. the lord mm. and so like as you like lay in bed stressed about whatever if it's not a physical you know something and you do that like and breathe um to like as you lean out like just spiritually lean on the lord Mm -hmm. is like a really restful thing that's really cool and before you know it you're just cashed i've i have had not to that extent or not even with that intention but like when you are falling asleep like pretending like you're sinking farther into mm-hmm. your bed mm-hmm. like is like kind of puts your mind like out yeah yeah so in that same kind of idea like um to give it more of a like spiritual significance as our not to separate our bodies from our spirits fully right mm-hmm. that's wrong but mm-hmm. uh there's a sense of like god's holding me and i can like just like i'm trusting this bed to hold my weight mm-hmm I can trust the Lord to like hold my spiritual weight. Right. And so much more than this bad even. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. And um, that's been, that was something that I've, it stuck with me because mm-hmm. it's just. Yeah. It's that connection. Yeah. I do love that connection between the physical and the spiritual because we are both. Yeah. They overlap significantly. Um, yeah. And, and it is true. Like when you get busy, um, you tend to neglect your body as well, mm-hmm. not only your spirit, mm-hmm. right? You you don't get good sleep. You don't eat right because mm-hmm. it's, you know, you got to work a little bit harder to all get the your food prepared. Yeah. All you the disciplines are tempted to You don't go work by. out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No one's ever heard us talk about these <laughs> concepts before. No huh? Like, hey, guys, well, we're this the is same, your first episode, but we're the same people we were a year ago. <laughs> like we're working towards the same thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, and kind of where we were thinking about talking this episode specifically, I think that's a good transition into talking about performance and mm-hmm. careerism. Mm-hmm. If you want to call it that. Um, yeah. And kind of what that means. I think just to open that, pandora's box um well last night amanda and i were sitting down and um just kind of have felt like the you know the first two years of our marriage have been great and it's almost two years this month two years um but just kind of like realize we both turned 25 just recently and we're like so you old or five years until 30 Mm -hmm. it's kind of like what came to my brain quarter life crisis well and i'm like so what do i want to accomplish by the time i'm 30 what do i like want my life to look like what do we as a couple want to accomplish by the time we're 30 and um yeah career is a part of that and we were intending to talk about it but we kind of went through and we laid out some family goals like this is what we want our family to look like in five years because if you, I don't think, it, I think if you don't vision cast, then the time gets away from you pretty quickly. You don't have like a frame of reference for yeah. like any of these things. 
what do we want our um travel life to look like you know what do we want to accomplish in travel we have the camper van one of our goals was to finish the van and then upgrade it in five years so potentially sell it and get something else um what do we want our faith to look like in five years in terms of uh not achieving like a uh an end but more like what practices do we want to incorporate What's weird about that conversation is by the time you lay out what you want to accomplish in five years, you realize a lot of these things you can do tomorrow Mm -hmm. and are just a matter of naming what you actually value and then pursuing those things. Mm -hmm. And that was profound because it's been a while since we had vision casted and um, we hope to make a budget and live by a budget. We don't live on a budget right now. We've just kind of managed our money like decent. <laughs> but realizing that experience like you know i've obviously hearing a lot of people say like if you don't have a budget you're kind of just like guessing you're yeah. leaving it up to like mm-hmm. chance i guess mm-hmm. in a way which in some sense i am anyways <laughs> and you always will <laughs> but um we yeah we got to the end of that and i was kind of like as we were reflecting on our goals um we had some other miscellaneous goals like pay off our student debt fully. Um, again, some of these will happen quicker than five years. Mm-hmm. Um, what was another one? We wanted to like host people once a month. Was it like just like things that were like, this doesn't take this major change Shift. in our life. Yeah. It just takes a little bit of intentionality and then following through mm-hmm. and having a map. And um, what we did realize as we were gearing up to talk about career was like, we kind of didn't care. And, and I was kind of convicted of that is because I so quickly identify myself with what I do and what my title is or how I view myself in my work that I get lost in the real true joy of life, which is, um, not even those goals in and of themselves, but probably more leaning towards like faith and family and friend, like, mm-hmm. like people and the, the life I live outside of work and work can be an integral part of that. That's not my point, but realizing that I can find joy and I know that whatever is ahead, I can do all of these things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, yep. um, yeah. that was a really I think that's profound important. realization. Yeah. I, I've, that's always been on my mind or the, or the past, like, couple months of you know are the people that are the closest to me do they only value me because they are somewhat co-workers and I you know they're around me because I do what I do in correlation with them on the career side and that's that's a tough like wrestle if you're if you find yourself in that spot because the enemy can play tricks on you and tell you a lot of lies about how other people perceive you. And honestly, like all it takes is like one interaction with them to see like that's completely false and to just like get out of your own head. And that's something that I've tried to practice a lot more and just realize and be like, wait, time out, like slow your mind down and call them. Like if it's that urgent, like just call like not even to talk about anything, but just like call them and say what's up. I feel like, People don't 
like the people don't even think about us that much. Like we think about what people think about yeah. us more than people actually think about us. For sure. Yeah, for <laughs> that sure. Makes sense. Well, we overthink it. It's easy for us. What to did do that, that person think about? It's like that person was worrying about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, you have like some weird or awkward interaction with someone that you like can't get out of your head. And it's probably the farthest thing like from their mind or something, you know? And they probably felt like that was their fault or right. something like that. Right. But yeah, like that idea of identity being tied to career. We've for sure talked about that before. Um, but it, I, it comes to pride too, you know? Yeah. Like, and I think it's also important to recognize where it's like, like, yeah, we've talked about it before, but that doesn't mean like we talk about it once and we're good. No. Like it's such an ongoing thing. And it's such a, that mentality is exactly what culture preaches. Like you yeah. are what you do, right? Like that, that comes straight at the forefront of culture. Um, and to swim upstream in that can be tiresome and burdensome and heavy and difficult. And I think surrounding yourself with people who A, have your back love you for yeah. who you are beyond what you do clearly and evidently and and joyously um are you know that's a good way to combat that a little bit but yeah and it's a weird tension because in some sense you it's true like you are what you do mm -hmm. but you're not but all that you are is not what you do yeah that's not fully yeah you. yeah because like you obviously you agree with the the idea that like what you do is who you are sure. in terms of how you live your life. Mm -hmm. But um the connotation is not it's, it's almost it's almost actually uh ironically juxtaposing that it's the statement in and of itself right. because it's like it you are what you do when it comes to career, but you're not what you do when it comes to your recreation or mm -hmm. Or like your like, values or your morals. It's like yeah. that same, that they want to apply that same, we, they, the mm -hmm. world wants to apply that same statement. You are what you do in your career. And then immediately when you want to hold yourself accountable for your sin, they yeah. say you're not what, like, it's yeah. like, oh no, like, you know, like it's, it's my truth. Hypocritical in and of what itself. I do. But yeah, it's that idea of uh, like your human identity is not yeah. like what you do. It is. But again, like you said, like we all have gifts and we all have mm -hmm. skill sets that are specific to us and how we engage with those gifts is a part of like how God made us, but it's not the extent of God's creation. Yeah. And there's, us. and there's a hierarchy that needs to be respected yeah. there where yeah, like, for sure. if you're putting that and we do, you know, we put that on a pedestal above God and above others, mm -hmm. um, above our own family, above our own responsibilities to the Lord. Mm -hmm. We, this last Sunday at church, the sermon was on, they're going through a series on the seven deadly sins. Mm. The sin of sloth. Yeah. Um, which is yeah. He, the pastor kind of, um, you know, it's, it doesn't seem like a deadly sin compared to like lust or like it's a anger or like sin. greed. It's yeah. like very, yeah, exactly. And um, so that was an interesting conversation, but the bottom line being like, I think the way he put it was like uh, sloth is basically like, you're not loving how you should be. Mm. 
which was really interesting. Basically, like the Lord's given you, you know, you're a steward, um, reading Jesus's parable of the good stewards, um, the one who buried it and didn't do anything. And he mm-hmm. says, I will cast you like out into like a, like, I don't know, it was like a deadly pit or something yeah. super like, like grotesque. Gra- yeah, yeah. It's like, is it that? Like, because he buried it and didn't do anything like, oh, I mean, he didn't really do anything and you're just going to like be that harsh on him. Right. Um, but the idea is that like God gave us so many gifts and so much life to live and steward that um, it breaks his heart when we don't utilize it. But I think that um, the flip side can be totally true and we can, we can take these good gifts and skew them and think that we're like utilizing them while we're not experiencing like relationship mm-hmm. at the same time, like it becomes the the end of it. Just like we take any gift from God and we worship that gift. Right. Yeah. That, well, yeah, you just took the words out of my mouth. It's like sin. All sin is, is like us taking something outside of what God intended for it. Like sex, for example, like, yeah, the, that, that sin is us removing it out of the sandbox of marriage. A sin in particular before it was a sin was a good intention of the Lord and we have twisted it mm-hmm. outside of mm-hmm. what God has intended for it. Um, but yeah, that's, I feel like people, it's easier to name the other sins of greed and idolatry and this, that, and the other thing and mm-hmm. the other seven deadly sins. But I feel like sloth gets overlooked. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, probably where I feel convicted about this and maybe a good frame of reference for the average American or somebody in our context or, or bend would be like sloth in relationship and in like service to the Lord. Uh, maybe not even necessarily sloth in work. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you, you prioritize your career, but you are lazy when it comes to like how you speak to your wife. Mm hmm. Or you don't, you're lazy when it comes to seeing a need for your neighbor and, mm-hmm. and taking 10 minutes to help them right. mow their lawn or whatever the need is. Like, that's just a yeah. dumb example. But yeah. um, I think that's where there's like opportunity for the Lord to use you in work and to, yeah. to use the, the body and the talents and, um, and, uh, gifts that he's given us to really bring glory to him and Mm -hmm. instead it's not loving how we should right which is a super like that's not what you think about when you think about no well and i was gonna say on that idea of sloth i forget what the quote is but it's kind of like the the enemy leading you on a very like slow and gentle descent from screw tape letters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that's where it's from, like mm-hmm. that slow, deceiving descent away from God as you feel like you're maturing, yeah. but it's completely the opposite. Yeah. That's what I think of with sloth, where it's like all of these little mm-hmm. things that continue to pile up. And then before you know it, you're Deadly. like so far in left field. You're like, oh, how did I? Yeah. I think the words that he C.S. Lewis uses is like, it's um soft underfoot, like mm-hmm. an easy path that slightly slopes downward with no signs to let you know that you're going down. Mm-hmm. It's just like unmarked, soft, easy path. Right. Seems like the obvious way to go. Right. Um 
and that's very interesting another insight that um the pastor had on sunday was uh that you go from sloth a lifestyle struggling with sloth goes from sloth uh to frantically hurrying mm-hmm. to get your work done back to a burnout yeah and then sloth again yeah um i was going to say like i wonder if burnout is actually like a, a positive tool in the sense of overall trajectory where if burnout can lead you to a place that doesn't come back to sloth but is more of like a red flag of because mm-hmm. that's obviously a different season like it's burnout in a season of busyness and franticness is you are almost forced to yield right um which i have experienced and coming out on the other side of that is really beautiful and like positive mm-hmm. because it's a undoing of yourself mm-hmm. uh, all right i'm gonna go get that Anyways, boys. And a one. And two. We're back. Close I, have a, I have a new mic, guys. <laughs> the magic man. M- movie it. magic. Yeah. You you don't know a thing. Don't you you didn't see nothing. Um <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes a cool little uh it's like chains on a ride symbol. Only digital. <laughs> There's so many things wrong with that comparison. I'm just going to move on with my life. Yeah, but the end result is <laughs> is accurate for that comparison. So we were talking about the sin of sloth. Um, yeah, like burnout is, uh, it can be a useful tool, I think, that God uses to slow us down. It's being conscious of trying to not let that cycle repeat. Yeah. I think. Well, it reminds me of like Joseph in Egypt mm-hmm. um, and how he was faithful, stored the grain so that when there was famine, that like he was able to give glory to the Lord mm-hmm. because he was being faithful um, and like a good steward of what he had. And obviously, like, he managed his resources well and things like that. But if Joseph wasn't planning ahead, mm. wasn't on top of things, like, yeah, flying by the seat of his pants. Right. Um, Which I think, the- yeah, I think, again, like, we've said this a lot, but uh, having Sabbath built into your schedule allows for you to sustainably avoid burnout and avoid sloth. Yeah. Because you avoid burnout by slowing down and not working. And you avoid sloth because when you slow down and don't work, that's intentional and deep. You feel more energized to work when you go back to work. Like and, if and I you have a capacity for it. Exactly. And I think about how I try to structure my Sabbath on Saturdays of not doing anything that, and I haven't reached this point of doing it very consistently, but um, not doing anything on a Saturday that feels remotely like work, like Christian. We talked about that with Christian where it's like, Mm -hmm. does that feel like work? Can we avoid doing that today? If possible. Um, 
as well as like trying to shut my phone off and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But doing that forces me to like slow down and a not work um, to avoid burnout. But then when I do that for a deep intentional time, like not just distracting yourself, like we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. like being able to pull back makes you more energized and honestly like more passionate about the work because you have capacity to jump back into it and you don't feel like you're just working yourself to the bone. Well, it's like a feeling of preparing for a school presentation and doing it ahead of time and mm-hmm. having everything you need versus cramming it half hour before you have to start. Mm-hmm. I've been in both positions, by the way, uh, probably <laughs> more I. so the second one than yeah. Cole. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm very deadline motivated. So I'm a, I grind really hard, really fast, really efficiently when I do, mm-hmm. <laughs> but well, and that works for and, some people. And that's fine. That's it's not like yeah. if you do, if you get it done, whatever. But when you do that too much with too many things for too long, that's burnout, It'll right? It'll get you. Yeah. It'll get you. Um, and not only is that burnout, does that result in burnout? I think that the seed of that is sloth. Mm-hmm. Because if I know something's coming up and I procrastinate it to tomorrow... And then eh, I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll just do it tomorrow. Then things pile up mm-hmm. and your list gets longer. Yep. It's never going to get shorter that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's definitely like fallacy on both sides as we always talk about. For sure. You know, the, uh, especially, you know, as humans who make up the church, we tend to, uh, and achieving Americans, we tend to like push uh, action in faith. Mm-hmm. which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the result there. might be diminishing rest in faith. Yeah. For um, sure. For as sure. we've harped on. Totally. I was going to say, um, I got just a little bit of coffee left. Yeah. Um, we have both chatted individually about this and not really, or not super recently. I have no idea what you're about to say. I'm kind of excited. Um, but it's something that I have just noticed has come up for me personally in the past like two weeks heavily, um, but it's imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that don't know, because I didn't know what this was up until like a year ago, is the condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally despite being high performing in external objective ways. This condition often results in people feeling like a fraud or a phony and doubting their abilities. Mm-hmm. And I, I've experienced that even in the past week on shoots. I get it almost every time before I shoot a wedding. And then I get into the edit and I'm like, oh my gosh. This looks so You're good. like, I actually do know what I'm doing a little bit. But it sucks. And it's that, mm-hmm. like, it said, like it's that anxiety before something happens like the shoot yesterday like I was on set and I was like why do I feel so anxious and I I do like part of that like on a film set specifically is like I didn't go to film school so Mm. I feel like and I have had so many instances where it's like I don't know what something's called or like the etiquette and then I like freak out because I feel like I'm gonna get fired because I don't know this thing you like to know the etiquette I do I, I like to know the etiquette. I just like being prepared mm-hmm. and I don't like things catching me off guard, which this is a way bigger conversation, but newsflash, like that's how life is. Like life catches you off guard and mm-hmm. there's so many things that are out of our control. And mm-hmm. that's 
that's what I've been learning lately and trying to really like lean into the Lord on like seriously how much is outside of my control that I have no jurisdiction over. Mm -hmm. Um, And that isn't, that actually is not juxtaposed to vision casting and planning because I think that the Lord is absolutely honored through that and calls us to be good stewards. Right. It's, I think that's part of the maturity Mm -hmm. as humans, as people of faith, right. Getting off of spiritual milk. Um, but he cares about your heart and the process. Right. More than the result of what you do. Exactly. Because he can do it without you. Right. You know. 100%. And that's, so when you set visions and you set goals, try to be vague enough that there's room for the Lord to work in that. Right. Well, uh, Proverbs, I think it's Proverbs 16. That's like, in their heart, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Mm-hmm. It's like, we can have a vision, like, and I think I read this, I read this somewhere recently in a book, but it's kind of like, Lord, here's my map. Here's what I think through prayer and what you've put on my heart. Like, here's, here's the righteous, air quotes, righteous plan that I feel like you might have for me. Mm-hmm. Come and change it if it's not and have your way in it if it is, you know? Yeah, and like surrendering and submitting to right the Lord in in your visions too. Exactly. It's like, Lord, if this yeah. isn't it, I submit it to you. Right. Take delight in the Lord and he'll give yeah. you the desires of your heart. You know? That's good. That's just something I've been learning. But we've we've only had like a few conversations about imposter syndrome specifically. And maybe that's an episode in and of itself in yeah. its entirety. But I remember the first time we had that conversation. We were at your table. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you were feeling certain. I was like, "Oh yeah, imposter syndrome." Yeah, and you're like, "What? What is that?" Yeah, I I learned it from a podcast at one point, um, mm-hmm. a creative podcast, and it's it's not just creatives that experience it, but I think especially people in a creative field where you compare your work or your tastes and talents to other people so often. Like the definition, it's that high achieving people, which we both are, driven people, uh not feeling success internally i think and i do think like you're saying comparison is such a robber of that yeah comparison is the thief of joy Mm -hmm. and i think that's exactly it you're like who am i comparing myself to right like as soon as you just live in the day and that's really where you've heard me harp on this for this whole last season but i'm really like that's been the theme this year for me is just chasing enjoying my the moment the lord has me in Mm -hmm. and i'm just going to be a broken record for until the lord takes me home probably because i'm never going to figure this out i was going to say that's a lifelong thing of just living where your feet are i say it so much because i have to remind myself like um that life is lived in the moment it's not lived tomorrow as much as you can plan Mm -hmm. and it's really hard to compare yourself when you live in the moment and uh, you're content with what the Lord brings in that moment and you just steward it. Like, and yeah. when you take ownership off of yourself too, right. like that's another thing, like even in our careers, we take so much ownership Yeah, and that's good for achieving things. Right. But it's bad for mental health. It's bad for relationship with the Lord and others. Um, 
to have ownership of something, to make it all about you. It's a very you oriented thing, not a very service oriented mindset. That's a, something that I heard on a, on a, I think it was a podcast or something, but they were talking about in relation to God's world as a whole, like content with being a manager and like not an Mm -hmm. owner because what is ours anyway? Yeah. As well, as well as to jump off of that a little bit, uh, Another thing I've been resting and my thoughts have been coming back to on, in the spirit of not being in control is uh, our life is a vapor and mm-hmm. a mist and like how little time we actually do have here, which is kind of a, the subtext of this podcast as mm-hmm. as it is. But all of that kind of swirling like imposter, imposter syndrome, like who cares? Like at the end of the day, like externally, like. Who, like why am I comparing this to like our life is such a mist and like such a vapor like why why am I giving up brain power yeah. to like contemplate these things or to second guess myself when my identity and you know being confident that this is what the Lord has for me and this is I was thinking about that I was thinking about that last night of like I loved RC cars like as a kid and I have like three drones in my bedroom now and like the, and I say that not as a brag, but as a look at what the Lord has done. And I didn't, I'm not chasing that. You're just a kid. I'm just a kid. <laughs> like, and that's exactly it. Like I've even still like, I'll get little memories of just like growing up, like at my house, at my first house that I lived in and like playing out in the backyard and like not giving a, care in the world about car problems or budgeting or like this that and the other thing right like the reality of blending those two in adulthood of being a good steward Mm -hmm. and i think that's where like the walk by faith thing is like we walk by faith we are children of god and we can have that childlike faith and be good stewards Mm -hmm. is like a tough i'm i maybe it's tough, but I think more so than that, like I'm learning that. Yeah. You know, and I think that's again, a lifelong thing because they, mm. they're almost contradictory to each other of like childlikeness is like not worry about anything, but that could also lead to poor stewardship versus too much stewardship and trying to control everything is the opposite of childlikeness, you know? It's like a guitar string. There's tension on either end, right? right. And you got to get it in tune. Right. And then, but the tension's good. You can play a note with the tension. Yeah. That's a John Foreman analogy. Mm. You might have taken that from someone, but. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, who would have thought that the Bible had such amazing wisdom? Right. <laughs> like the, the tension there, the, as I like to talk about how the creator who designed us gives us the instruction book on how to live, right? Yeah. Like the, why would I not read? like the owner's manual, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you want to find out how your like drone works, right? Go read the owner's manual, how they intended it, mm-hmm. how it's best used. Right. Um, and, and then there's like all these little things that you didn't realize it could do. Yeah. And like, are you going to like, like read that and be like, no, it doesn't do that. Right. Like, that's not what, yeah. The owner's manual says this, but that doesn't make sense to me. So that's probably not how the drone's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to do what it was made to do. Or, uh, reading it and you've been using it 
and you haven't read the manual and then you're like, oh, wait, it can do this. Mm -hmm. And you aren't using it to its fullest potential. And that I almost equate akin to like life to the full, like going all in with the Lord. You only cherry pick pieces. You're still missing all of it. Like the fact that Jesus wants to consume all of you, you know, in surrender. But what a good thought and what a good reminder for me and hopefully for you guys today as well. And um, that's our heart with these conversations again. Um, This was, I, I keep saying vintage UIG, but truly like feels like a coffee conversation (laughs) that we don't know what the, we have ideas, but we come into it and just have a honest conversation and leave touched because the Lord um, works through relationship and community. And um, yeah, yeah. so we're so thankful that you guys are here for sure. Um, I'll, I'll leave with the thought of um, forget where I read this too, but it was like this past week. Um, the reality of the Lord speaking to us all in different ways mm-hmm. um, of like, like the Lord was here in this, like the Lord uses conversations with a friend mm-hmm. to speak to you and touch you. And uh, it was in my like daily devotional that I read or have been reading, but it's like God used, like you look through scripture and how God spoke to his people. Like sometimes it's a burning bush. Sometimes it's a fleece put out. Sometimes it's like a mentor. Sometimes it's God directly speaking to you, which might be few and far between. Uh, not that he can't, but different conversation. Um, Let's dive into it. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but like the reality of, I don't know, I just felt like mm-hmm. that encouragement of, you know, A, God already has spoken to us in his word. So if you feel distant from the Lord, I would ask you how. I how bet you're not reading. Really, yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> however, uh, God uses all things to speak to us. It's and not I, segregated, right? And I think it's, I think it's a little bit more profound than like a license plate, like being like, oh, like that license plate said this word, and like I was mm-hmm. like, not that that's invalid or anything, but I think that God, being the relational being that He is, wants to talk to you a little bit more i don't i don't know if profoundly is the word but clearly deliberately deeply yeah as well yeah like again conversations with a friend like you know well themes develop in your life when you know not Mm. only just a single mode or moment of communication but desires of your heart Mm -hmm. are molded and changed right towards relationship with the lord and towards his will for your life when you seek that Mm -hmm. right like i think I think that's, um, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and then like all of these things will be added to you. Yeah. Like your heart changes. And when you really listen to God, it's not just like a divine revelation or special revelation where you sit with your notebook open or write down what he says. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, there is a thing where you are being numb to what the Lord is trying to speak to you in your life and right. he does like he does it through all of those things mm-hmm. um for us you can see what he's trying to teach us yes right <laughs> um that's the point of the show yeah <laughs> i would encourage you guys to go seek out conversations like this even if it's not a podcast it's like this this isn't um 
a holy moment that is unattainable for any of you guys yes. in your lives today. Yeah. Um, everybody has a friend that will talk to them. And if you don't like look for one, mm-hmm. um, and be intentional in that, uh, bad company corrupts good character. So I guess, yeah, that encouragement, like, you're welcome in our community, first of all. You're 100%. welcome in this conversation. We want to engage with you. Um, yeah, respond to our polls, people. Yeah, come on, baby. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think beyond what we hope to accomplish in this podcast, at least for what we can see right now, like we just want the like our listeners right now to just take take something away from this, like in the Lord, mm-hmm. and um, benefit from that. And that's that's our desires. So we're, we're continuing to do this in faithfulness, I guess, to what we feel called to, um, even when we don't exactly know what it looks like or what the results will be in the end. Mm -hmm. Um, but we want to encourage you guys. We're doing our best. So thank you again for, for coming along and bearing with our stupid jokes until we actually get into the good stuff. Um, (laughs) that's some of the fun stuff for us, but yeah, yeah. um, hopefully it's fun for you too. Thanks as always to Steven at Quickwater for sponsoring the podcast. Yes. Uh, It'll be late. It'll be too late when you guys hear this episode in a couple of days. But Steven's got like a tent set up for uh start of summer. Nice. Which is this week. So he'll be down there. Um always thinking, always coming up with new ideas and things uh to bring to market, which is really cool. Um, but we were drinking an Ethiopian today from Quickwater. Air roasted coffee, and it's very, very good. Um it's not uh burnt or over roasted it's very smooth yeah this one is very smooth like this could be a a daily driver yeah for sure um but i also just finished a bag of a limited roast it was a rwandan coffee and i brought that with us when we went up that was good that was super that was definitely a little bit more of a spicy yeah for sure not actually spicy but like yeah it had many more notes yeah this a one's a little bit chocolatey. more, yeah, a little this bit is, even. Ethiopian is a little bit more tea-like, um, mm-hmm. and, but I could see that tea and like florally in this versus the Rwandan. I felt like was a little bit more robust, mm-hmm. chocolatey, um, oily. Yes, yeah. Um, but go check out Quickwater downtown Rockford, uh, Michigan. Um, Steven's doing some great things. Tell him we sent you. He's not going to give you anything because we haven't worked out that part of the brand deal. But uh, tell him we sent you. It's all relationship, friends. <laughs> it is. It is. Quickwater is a great spot. Very welcoming, like yeah. we talked about before. Yes, uh, sir. And they just opened uh, their like patio section. Amazing. And there's a gate out. Good weather. Good, great weather. So thanks, thanks Stephen. Yes, thanks, Stephen. And thanks always. Uh, to Josh at Local Legend Recording for letting us record in this space. Mm-hmm. It's a super big blessing. Otherwise, we'd be in my living room slash studio yes. as we were in the early days. I and the early days. there wasn't video, but we were... My studio is like the second bedroom in my house. So uh, we were probably two feet away from each other, just like... We could try with video. Back to the planty days. We could just do you know what? We should do a... Ceiling mount GoPro. <laughs> we should do like a season three, like reunion and do that it in my cool. office that would be sweet do one episode just crammed in that where would we be started super cool but that would be such a vibe um anyways uh yeah thanks again to josh for letting us spread out a little bit and yeah. um, host more people and things like that yeah um quick record time dreams you don't forget by night traveler it's been my summer jams 
Yes, sir. That album has been on repeat for like the past two weeks. So I had to, had to vent. I had to get it off my chest for all you people. Go listen to it right now. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I don't have anything. We'll just stick with that. Dreams you don't forget. Well, thanks, guys. Um, we'll we'll see you next time. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. Cut. Yeah.